Today is Wednesday, July 12th, 2023. My name is Mark Beavis. Welcome to the program. On the show today, shares of Laurentian Bank are on fire today with news of its potential sale. We're going to look at those numbers. Also, shares of Aritzia are down sharply today following its most recent and disappointing earnings report. Plus, the Bank of Canada announced its rate decision today. Also, U.S. CPI numbers are out. And there's mixed news from that front. And finally, I'm going to update you on a couple of U.S. lawsuits. So let's get started with the news today. Shares of Laurentian Bank are up around 27% in early trading today after it has come to light that Canada's ninth largest lender is up for sale. The company did confirm in a press release that it is conducting a review of strategic operations. Apparently, the company has been in talks since late June and they have hired J.P. Morgan Chase to oversee a potential sale. It's estimated that the potential cost of a takeover could be somewhere between the two to $2.8 billion range. The market value recently of the company's shares were about $1.45 billion. So obviously, that's a very, very steep and attractive discount to its book value. Now, Laurentian Bank was founded back in 1846. It has 3,100 employees in 57 locations, and it made about $226.6 million in profit last year. Aritzia shares were down about 19% in early trading today after it reported its earnings yesterday. It saw net income for the first quarter fall to $17.5 million, which is almost half of its net income of $33.3 million a year earlier. Now, although it's July now, the numbers reported here are for Q1 fiscal year 2024. Net income in the report decreased 47.5% from Q1 2023 to 17.5 million. Adjusted EBITDA fell 54.6% to $31.6 million. The net income per diluted share was 15 cents a share, and we compare that to 29 cents in Q1 2023. So very disappointing numbers to be sure, hence the drop in the price today. There was a little bit of positive news as well, though net revenue increased 13.4% quarter over quarter to $462.7 million, and it saw US net revenue up 21.8% a quarter over quarter. Now the company said that its gross profit margin was lower, mainly due to um, higher product costs, uh, related to obviously the inflationary pressures we've been seeing, seeing lately, and also temporary warehousing costs related to inventory management. The increases were partially offset by lower expedited freight costs. CEO Jennifer Wong, she said, while we are seeing a more challenging consumer environment to start the second quarter, we remain disciplined in making further progress against our fiscal 2024 priorities. That said, uh, Ritzia notes that it is expecting net revenues in the second quarter of fiscal 2024 to be flat or slightly down compared with the year earlier. So that's not great news. It also expects its gross profit margin to decrease further in the next quarter. It's expecting net revenue for the full year to be between $2.25 billion and $2.35 billion. If you've ever wanted to invest in real estate but just never had the chance, there is a way today that everyday Canadians can join thousands of other Canadians investing in institutional commercial grade real estate. I'm talking about addyinvest.ca. This is a great way to get into real estate investing in a way that you never would have been able to do it directly. You can add diversification to real estate not only across the country but with all different types of real estate. On Addy's platform there are 32 properties in BC, Ontario and Quebec. We're talking about hotels, business parks, industrial, multifamily, real estate developments, etc. Shortly, the first American property will also be dropping onto the platform, further enabling Canadians to diversify into U.S. real estate 
and in U.S. dollars. Investing on Addy isn't limited only to the retail investor. If you are an accredited investor, you can participate as well. And Addy One membership gives members across the platform access to Addy's Discord community, which is very active, the Addy Book Club, and priority access to investment opportunities. I will put a link in this video and you can join Addy. Use promo code Beavis and you will receive 100% off your first year's membership fee. As was widely expected, the Bank of Canada this morning increased its benchmark interest rate by 25 basis points, bringing it now to 5%. The last time that we saw rates this high were back in April of 2001. So we're going back a long way. Now, as part of its forecast, the bank says that it expects inflation will remain around 3% for the balance of the year. They're saying that it will take around till the middle of 2025 now before it, the, it declines to that target rate of 2%. In the announcement, the bank didn't give any clues as to what their future rate decisions will be. They just said that they will continue to assess the dynamics of core inflation and outlook for CPI inflation. This morning as well, the bank released its monetary policy report, which goes into much more detail, and I'll be sure to review that, and I will share some of the highlights of that report in a future episode on this channel. US CPI numbers came out this morning and they show that the inflation rate has fallen to its lowest level now in more than two years. It was announced that the inflation rate was 3% in June compared to 4% a month earlier. And this is an obvious sign it's taken that the Federal Reserve's interest rate hikes are starting to have an effect on inflation. Some of the key drivers of the decline this time around are gas prices dropping and also used cars becoming less expensive. The report also did note though that grocery prices have risen, however more slowly than in previous months. Core inflation, which excludes the volatile uh, food and energy prices, came in lower than many economists had expected. It rose just 0.2% from May to June, which is the smallest monthly increase in nearly two years. Compared with a year ago, though, it does remain high. It's 4.8%, but that is down from the 5.3% that we saw in May. There are some services that continue to rise rapidly. Uh, restaurant meals, car insurance, childcare, and dental services have continued to go up. On a positive note, though, airline fares have fallen again, 3% on the month. They're now down 8.1% on an annual basis. But on the flip side, and this is serious, a not-so-bright element of, of inflation was... The cost of uh, shelter, which makes up about one-third of the weighting of the CPI. The shelter index rose 0.4% month over month, but that is a 7.8% uh, increase on an annual basis. So the monthly gain here accounted for about 70% of the increase in the headline CPI, this according to the Bureau uh, of Labor Statistics. A couple of lawsuits to talk about today. It looks like Microsoft will be able to finally finish their acquisition of Activision Blizzard after a federal judge has ruled that it will not block uh, the company from closing the $69 billion deal. U.S. regulators had asked for a temporary injunction recently, and there was a hearing last week. Uh, but with this ruling now, it clears the way for Microsoft to finalize the deal, and it will now make it the third largest video publisher uh, in the world, video game publisher uh, in the world. Some of the popular franchises that it will control are Call of Duty, World of Warcraft, and Diablo. It's now expected that Microsoft could potentially finalize this deal within a matter of days. There was a July 18th contractual deadline for the deal, but it's expected that this probably will be moved forward. The FTC, the Federal Trade Commission, they had challenged the acquisition and they were saying that the combination of these two companies would hurt video gamers by giving Microsoft control over way too many of the world's largest game franchises. 
Uh, a big part was that the regulators feared that Microsoft would not allow uh, rivals such as Sony PlayStation to use the main titles. But as part of the whole uh, hearing, Microsoft stated that it had no intention on withholding these games from their competitors. They argued, in fact, that it, they can make more money by actually distributing the products more widely. Uh, this was a key result for Microsoft, uh, but the FTC possibly could appeal the ruling, uh, causing further delay. We'll have to wait over the coming days to see how that all plays out. Another lawsuit that has been filed in the U.S., and I think this might be the start of a trend um, in the industry, is a lawsuit that was filed against Google, alleging that it has scraped data uh, from millions of users without their consent, and this would be in violation of copyright laws. It's contended that they have been doing this in order to train its um, AI product, which is known as BARD. The lawsuit was filed by Clarkson Law Firm, and this firm has also filed a similar lawsuit against ChatGPT just last month. Now, in the complaint, it's alleged that Google has been secretly stealing um, everything that has ever been created and shared um, on the internet by hundreds of millions of Americans, and they've been using this information then to train its product. They point to the fact that Google has recently updated its privacy policy, and it now states that the company may explicitly uh, use publicly accessible information to train its AI model. The assertion here seems to be that before the recent privacy policy update, uh, Google didn't have the right to do this. The company has responded by saying that it has long been transparent, that it uses publicly available information. Specifically, it points to its Google Translate platform. They allege it would be assumed that it would also use the same information for its AI models. Now, the lawsuit here is seeking injunctive relief and it's asking for a temporary freeze on Google using the information that it uh, in its development of its generative AI tools. It is seeking unspecified damage at this point uh, and payments to those who were allegedly harmed by Google's actions. Coming up later this week, uh, tomorrow, Delta Airlines and Pepsi will be reporting their earnings. Then on Friday, the US financial companies really start uh, reporting in earnest. Wells Fargo, JP Morgan, Citigroup, BlackRock, and State Street all announced their earnings. I will be back here Friday alongside Brandon for our weekly live session. As always, I thank you for watching this video and I look forward to seeing you in a couple of days.